0: Blog Talk Radio
1: This is Kings This is Kings of Non-Sequitur Any topic, any subject, anything goes With your host, Jay and Ray. Yes, after a long hiatus, we are back in the house. It is time for Kings of Non-Sequitur, the off-season version of the much less detailed podcast. Here at you live on a Wednesday night, March the 20th, 2019. I'm Dre, he's Jay. I'm playing a little sick. I'm battling a cold, some allergies, everything mixed in. So that's why we didn't do this show last night as originally planned. But we're here tonight. All... All you care about is we get you your bracket picks before the big dance tomorrow. That's all you care about. You're going to get your picks. You're going to get your full bracket picks from both me and Jay starting right now, our 2019 March badness preview. And I think it's a, probably a, a good sign for you, Jason, that uh, these four play in games that we don't actually pick those games, but you know, have a full bracket. I want to pick all the games. I want to see how I would have done I'm over 3 right now, and I had St. John's tonight, and they're getting shellacked at the moment, so I'm on my way to being over 4, so I think that sets up well for you uh, for these bracket picks.
0: Yeah, I haven't had the, the best run over the last uh, two, two, three years. I've been competitive the last few years, uh, so it remains to be seen. Well, obviously, you watch a lot more college basketball, so you have the built-in no excuses reason to win this right. every year. You actually watch college basketball. I and I mean I know more about college basketball, let's say, than I do like the Oscar show, being that I've actually seen some college basketball, where versus you know the Oscar show where I've seen two movies that were nominated for all of the Oscars from this last year. Um, yeah, so you know the drama here is uh, you you just continue to to to, to win as you should, um, or you know will I have another run like I had last year with Loyola?
1: Oh, that was, that was quite the run. No, there was a, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, was the the real big one that I remember for you, where I had like a perfect half a day or a perfect day, one of the two. Yes. And and you still wound up rallying and beating me anyway. Because yeah. first day, uh, that's that's great. That's You get all those little points, but it's the bigger points later on that add up. If you pick a team that goes to the Elite Eight or the Final Four that nobody else had, and you're just racking up points, and nobody else is getting those points. So that's when it really counts. And you you got me. You got me a few years ago uh, with some pick that you had that went a, a long way, a lot farther than I thought it would, probably a pick that I had losing in the first round or something like that. And uh, you wound up coming through. So that's the beauty of the bracket picks is that uh, this is definitely going to come up at some point in these picks where you have a team getting eliminated like immediately in the first game that I have going to like the final four. And at that point, it's just complete nail biters. Every game that they play that I'm hoping for uh, another win, just to get more points on you. Uh, Cause every time I get a win of a team that you had getting beat points that I'm racking up as free points. And of course, vice versa. Like with Loyola last year, as you said, the team that you had going a long way that I had getting Beat probably in the first round. I didn't have any respect for Loyola, um, and they wound up making a, a hell of a run.
0: Yeah, they made they made the backdoor cut an art form. And then when they finally did get bounced, it was because they were playing a team that you could just see was shutting off that play. And I was like, "Oh, oh it's over."
1: What? What do they have left? Let's go to plan B. Oh wait, it's Loyola. They don't have a plan yeah. B. <laughs> they have
0: one play. It's the backdoor cut reverse layup, but it was enough to win them 'em three games. It was. Uh we'll, 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 we'll However, see if there's a team that's got something like that in them this year, or if one of us have that uh if one of us have that sort of, you know, our finger on the pulse of that, or are we just playing chalk? Is it just Duke all the way?
1: Oh
0: <laughs> uh, my well, you
1: god. Know, Will both of us just put Duke on top like everybody else is, or is somebody going to go way off the grid? (sighs) Well,
0: we we, we shall see. Uh, We do this pretty. We do this pretty simple. Uh, You've always talked about you do the. You've stolen our format directly from Tony Kornheiser. and we just I have break down the we we don't we don't mind stealing right. It's imitation is the highest form of flattery.
1: Well, I like to give accreditation uh, when I steal something. A lot of people just steal and don't even try to give credit. But I'll steal from anybody. It's just that I'll, I'll try to give you the, the proper credit when I do so. Yeah, we uh, Tony Kornheiser's show does it really simple. They give you the first round of uh, all the upsets in the first round, and they don't even really talk about any of the other games. And then they go from there, breaking it down by uh, by each region. Uh, Because the first, if you go game by game, you'll be here all night, which we're we're prepared to be here for longer than normal because this is uh, set up to be a 90 minute live show instead of 60 minutes, which gets me around to uh, wanting to apologize for the Oscars show, which was our last show, that uh, we had a very fun, very long, hour long after show conversation with Dave, the movie expert, that went really wide ranging topics there from uh, the, the, the story about uh, Arts Performance Center, the strip club in Milwaukee. Uh, we talked about the uh, the Oscar nominees, the, the best actor, best actress, all of that. Supporting actor and supporting actress. We got into the cartoon category, the best animated feature, because you actually saw some of those with your kids. We got into the betting odds for that. We got into a lot of stuff in that after show, and it all got sliced off. And I have no yeah. idea why was completely cut off right as soon as we started the after show. And that wasn't anything that we knew was happening. Uh, Usually when we get cut off in the after show, we see the disconnected sign up on our screen and we go, oh shit, we got disconnected Well, the show's over. We never saw any disconnection. We were just going. We were just talking and having a great time and none of it got recorded, unfortunately. So a little bit of a change in format uh, from this point forward that I probably am not going to have too many other shows that uh, go only 60 minutes live, maybe a pop up show here and there. But most of our regular shows are going to be either 90 minutes or, or two hours live just because we want to make sure we get everything recorded. And if we do it live with the uh, Bill O'Reilly queued up, if we do it live, then I figure we're not going to get it cut off. If we do, if we set it up for 90 minutes live, it should give us at least 90 minutes live uh, and the after show as well. So that's how we're going to do it from this point forward. This is 90 minutes live. We always kind of squeeze in those last uh 5 minutes anyway when we did 60 minutes live for the bracket show. We we're, we're trying to fit in those last two picks or, you know for the for the final four in the finals. Uh we we're always trying to squeeze those in anyway. So now we got the chance to space out and stretch out a little bit and we can take our time with these picks and go through whatever breakdowns that we want to go through uh as Jason said. I do watch the games This is sort of my hobby from the end of football season to now is watching college basketball, just something to sort of pass the time between football and baseball, because I think we all agree as sports fans that February and March are just death for for sports fans, just the worst months of the year. There's nothing going on. And this is what I've gotten into now is to watch as much college basketball as I can and, and sort of prepare for March badness and see if that knowledge transfers into better bracket picks, which last year it definitely did because I had both final teams, Michigan and Villanova, and I had Villanova on top. So, of course, I won the bracket challenge last year, getting both finalists right like that. Uh, so we'll see what happens this year in the bracket challenge. Uh, the bracket challenge on Yahoo uh, uh, that I'm doing my brackets in, and i got brackets in ESPN and CBS Sports. I, got, I, I put my bracket out everywhere just because – uh, CBS sports, for instance, there's a group that, you know, from when I was working on the, on the trading floor, that they still have a bracket pool every year that I, that I get into um, ESPN has a, a few groups that I like to join. Uh, but Yahoo is the one that I, I don't know if you got the email, Jason, but I sent you the email to, to link up, to join that group. I think uh, the last couple of years I was trying to do it where I made the group and I wanted you to search for it. And then you said it was a problem searching for it. You couldn't just join by searching. Well, I, tried to solve that problem by sending you the, the email link to oh. join that group. So there there shouldn't be any problem this year. Uh, the group name in case that you can sign up just by searching for the group name, I'll, I'll tell you that it's uh IMLD March badness. Uh, that's on Yahoo and it's public. So if anybody wants to join, if you can join just by searching for the team name, go ahead and join and see how you can do against me and Jay in the uh, March badness, bracket challenge. So that should be uh, easy enough to sign up uh, through the email link. If you have to search for it, that might be a problem, but hey, I guess at that point you just have to uh, befriend me and and get on Facebook or Twitter or something. Actually, I put it out on Twitter too. So it should be, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at IMLD Dre, then I I did put it out earlier on on Twitter as well, the link to join the group. So very easy to join. uh, If you have the email link, I would Think and if not, then let me know and we can try something else.
0: Ah, okay. I didn't. I shows you how much I was paying attention to my email and my Twitter.
1: Uh, not everybody does. That's understandable.
0: <laughs> so I do have a bracket, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not in a group. So I do, oh, okay. but I did make a bracket. So yeah, I just so I do have a Yahoo? bracket. I'm looking. I am yes, Yahoo, I'm looking right at it. I've got it. So I'm not just doing this as we go. I I did my bracket earlier today with my minimal amount of research.
1: That would be a really fun show if you just did the bracket as we went. and You, had, <laughs> you didn't know the matchups, you didn't know the games, you didn't have any research at all. You're just like, uh, read me the matchup and I'll tell you what I think. Yeah,
0: I'd probably win if I did probably. that way. If you I just also went probably completely win on feel.
1: You probably would also win if you gave the sheet to Trini and had her fill it out. So, oh, I should do that.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm maybe next year I'll just give her a bracket. Or, uh, just have all yeah, the what, names because she can't. She, she, her reading skills are 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 you know first grade level. So
1: right, right. But yeah, just maybe read her the the team names uh, for each game and w- which ones. Oh yeah, one's uh, see.
0: the mascots, right?
1: Right. <laughs> you like bulldogs or wildcats? I like wildcats.
0: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> show her the logo
0: too, you know.
1: Oh yeah, visual, sure. It has to be visual too. All right, uh, the, yeah, we'll see. The uh, one little thing on the line for this contest because you yeah. and I don't wager money or anything, uh but the uh the winner, the quote unquote winner of the uh bracket challenge between you and me gets to choose which network they want to watch for the NFL draft coverage. The night that the uh the first night of the NFL draft uh, of course, airs on ESPN and NFL networks. And I think now ABC is going to be uh, is it simulcasting the, uh, the ESPN coverage, or is it their own separate yes. thing? I, I don't exactly know well, how they're trying let's, to do it.
0: Let, let, let's, just, let's just get it straight. We're picking okay. for the right to make the loser watch ESPN.
1: Correct. Because okay. nobody, never has the winner in, in all our bracket challenges decided to go Ever. with the ESPN coverage. The ESPN coverage is garbage.
0: It's getting better.
1: I was about to say, you tell me. I haven't had to watch it uh,
0: the last couple years.
1: I ever since believe, Boomerman has been off of there, it's, it's been getting better. It's been getting better, I assume.
0: I believe last year I was not overly critical of the ESPN coverage. Good. So it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't good enough that if I win, I'm picking it. <laughs> it wasn't the chore that it
1: used to be uh that that's good to know uh, and also uh, nfl network will be missing the mike mayock uh old grumpy man that
0: was always like my my favorite thing was when right. like we get into day two and day three and and mike mayock just needs a nap and he's just <laughs> he's just grumpy and has no filter and I mean, the time when they were trying to give draft grades and he said it was like he was like he's like, that was the dumbest piece we ever did on this network. I was like, oh, oh, because he understands the stupidity of giving draft grades while you're still in the draft.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about the second and third day is all their little gimmicks that they pull out on NFL Network. He's yeah. got no patience for him at all. At that point, he's not even no. trying to sugarcoat it. If he thinks it's stupid, he's going to say this is stupid. I am. No, was I was, was
0: awesome. scrolling through my. It might have been my Twitter feed, and I think something from NFL Network may have popped up on my Twitter feed, where it was a a clip of a discussion that they were having on one of their ridiculous talking head shows, and, and the topic was what rookie drafted this year is going to have the most sacks. I was like, Whoa. really, really.
1: <laughs> those are what
0: I, those are what I Like to now commonly call and, and will now from this point lovingly call The well what about Shows right no what about This uh-huh so somebody's Going to come up with a name and then they're going to go to the Next person and then the next person and by the time They get to another person now you're At well what about territory because Everybody else is taking <laughs> the obvious ones So then it just becomes the Let's just so what about how this smart guy? I am Yeah so well what about shows because oh man well, well what about ooh, oh and then everyone goes oh yeah ooh, that's a good one yeah if he was so good the first one of you three would have already had it and it, obviously people. you can't just all agree right
1: oh that would be the the worst segment yeah <sighs> like, uh, like the, our baseball, the Bosa kid would, yeah
0: that would be our baseball preview show the last two years <laughs> right which we both i guess agree have been fairly bad shows because we just sat here and agreed about everything. And again, this show could be that cuz neither one of us have seen the other's bracket. We haven't Correct. talked about it. We have no clue we are doing this completely without knowing what the other person is going to have. We could have the same damn winner. We could have we we could have the same upsets. We we have no clue.
1: I think I'm uh, pretty sure uh-huh. about your your, your hatred of a certain school is going to be such that you can never pick them <laughs> to win the title. Therefore, I know we're not going to have the same winner. Uh, but the you're right Duke the winning raccoons, it all, huh? Well, uh, not to spoil the whole thing, but uh, that's you okay. You just, yeah, you just, it's okay. It's Tiger Woods and the field, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean,
1: uh, we will yeah. see. Maybe
0: I'm going to pick Duke to win it all to spite them.
1: I, I know you too well. I know you're not. I know you yeah, no, you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even stomach to write the name down on your sheet. No. I know you're not. Gonna every do round, that.
0: every round they play, I'm looking for a reason to boot them every <laughs> round.
1: I, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know you are. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll break down all of the brackets in a second. Uh, we haven't done the plugs in a long time. So I wanted to get that out of the way, even though I have the, the, the weaker voice tonight, uh, just because of what I've been going through with the allergies the last few days, but I'm going to try to power through. Anyway, I mentioned my Twitter at Dre Jason has a Twitter, too. It's at IMLDJTG. You can communicate with us individually that way. If you want to communicate with both of us, you can go to our email address, which is in much less detail at gmail.com. That's where both of us can see your communications with us. Our blog site is in much less detail com. We don't do too much on the uh, blog on the off season, but of course, get ready for July and August when we'll have our uh, latest inductions for the IMLD hall of fame slash hall of infamy, the baseball and the football versions that'll be coming up uh, as the summer rolls on. Uh, that's where our football picks are located as well during the regular season. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple podcasts, come back to in much less detail The podcast, uh, the website, uh, which, of course, will be blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail is the uh, show page. Uh, You can find our old shows there, our our archive shows, every show we've done all the way back to the very first show that we ever did. Uh, And this is where you would go to get our show after it's done, get the show and the after show, although... We don't know about the after show anymore because we got cut off the last show, so we're not going to rely on that too much anymore. Yeah, is it a one-time some...
0: thing or is this or... just the new normal now? It, it, it just...
1: Right. No I idea if they're going to hack us off every show or or what. So uh, if there is an after show to be had, the only way you can hear it would be on podcast. Uh, tune in, Mixcloud, many different places uh, to to get our podcast. Just search for in much less detail the podcast and hopefully we will be there. So with all of that set up with ninety minutes live, but ten minutes or actually twenty minutes that we just spent One minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're we got room to stretch out. We're not gonna go up against the end of it at all this time. Yeah. Alright, let's time to get to our bracket picks for our two thousand nineteen March Badness preview. We have to do the whistle to make it official though. Ah love the whistle as, I, as we were saying, we steal it from the Tony, Tony Cornizer show. We just go by region and just go down the list of the first round and any upsets that you have at all in the first round. will start up on the top left-hand side, which would be the east bracket. Any upsets uh, in those first-round matchups for you?
0: Uh, let's see.
1: One, two, right. All right. And you? You have you have North Dakota Central over Duke. I, I do um, not. Oh, there's not one of them. Oh, I'm shocked. I do not. No. <laughs> uh, no. I'm surprised at that. Uh, I have uh, by seating number uh, one. Uh, is that is that the only one? One. I believe I only have one. I really like this. Is coming from Captain someone who's shocked. Who's watched the games this year? So I guess I, I think I have a little bit of uh, reason to, to have an opinion on this one way or the other. But my, but my opinion is, I actually really like the seedings this year. I think the the committee actually did a really oh, good job of okay. the seeding. So that's what I don't have too many upsets in the first round at all in in any of my brackets, uh, because I I really do think the the committee actually did a pretty decent job, more better than normal, uh, seating these teams this year. So uh, I'm gonna. So
0: I am so gonna play a mind game now, and I am going mm-hmm. to try to guess the upset that you have. All right. And it's funny because the upset that I'm going to guess that you have is not an upset that I have, but it's an upset that I wanted to take but I couldn't. Does that make sense? Sure. I'm gonna guess it's Belmont over Maryland.
1: It is not Belmont.
0: That's a close one, though. I really struggled with that
1: pick. Uh, well, here's the thing. Again, I'm gonna I'm over three, and I'm gonna be over four picking these first round um, <laughs> these, these play-in like games. <laughs> so I didn't have Belmont getting past Temple yesterday.
0: Oh, so no, so I'm since not gonna, you only course... have. So, okay, so that makes sense. You don't have them there, so you might as well not have them beating uh, Maryland. But I, by virtue of picking today already knew the out. I didn't, you know, didn't pay so much to the outcome of the games last night.
1: Right. Ah. But but I have in the past said that no matter who wins that play-in game, I'm taking them over X team because I didn't respect X team. But I guess I have a little more respect for Maryland than you do. Yes, and that will show
0: in the next round.
1: Uh, is not even almost worth mentioning it's it's a little 9-8 matchup it's it's such a chalky uh, region in the east at least in the first round um i got uh central florida over vcu yeah. vcu I'm, I'm very familiar with ucf uh central florida uh watching them against uh memphis down here uh, many times multiple times i think they played them three times uh including the conference tournament um, they got that Sasquatch, uh, in, uh, the seven-foot-six guy, Tackle Fall, yeah. Taco. Um, it's spelled Taco, but they pronounce it Taco yeah. Fall. Uh, they don't have much else outside of him, but they don't need much versus VCU because VCU has trouble scoring, uh, and they had trouble scoring even before their leading scorer, Marcus Evans, pops his knee in their, in their conference uh, tournament game. So uh, they they say he'll play, they say he'll be back, but that looked bad. I was watching that game, and it didn't look so good. So uh, that, that's why I got Central Florida and that quote unquote upset.
0: Yeah, and some of my uh, some of my picks as we move through into the other brackets are very, you know, especially where there's upsets are very heavy with where there are injuries. You know, where it's just like yeah. there, there, there's, there's 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 people who are banged up, and you know you know. Some some teams have multiple guys. I I don't like that going into the into the tournament where you know like you said if the if the if the committee is doing their job and they're making these matchups and they're doing it smartly, that's great. When you're supposed to be the team that holds serve, but when you get when you get that high seed and you're supposed to be that better team, but you are not the same team that got that seeding, uh, that to me creates. Uh, upset opportunities. So I actually 100% concur. I have UCF as well over VCU, although you have way better reasons than I do. So we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> I also have Liberty, the 12 seed, oh. over the number five seed Mississippi State. Um, just looking, at, didn't do a whole lot of didn't do a whole lot of deep diving on that one. Just uh, had a, had a feel. That's a feel
1: pick. Oh, that's the worst. I'm circling that right now for you because if you yeah. have a feel, that means you're going to win it.
0: Yeah, these, the, the, you know, the, these teams that that uh, play fast um, can sometimes get out and and hang on to these games against uh, against these higher seeded teams. And the Mississippi State uh, with was that one in one and five against the top twenty five means they played a lot of good, a lot of tough teams, but. Uh, they really? didn't play them well. <laughs> no. So uh, that twelve five is usually ripe for an upset or two in the uh, tournament. So I've got twelve Liberty over Mississippi State. I also have Yale over LSU.
1: Ooh. Yeah. So. Uh, any any reason on that one? I uh, actually
0: watched. I'll tell you why. I watched right. their I watched their conference championship game. That's the biggest mistake you can make. I actually watched their conference championship game against Harvard and I uh, was actually a bit impressed. They actually, they, they played really well. And I was like, oh, that's a team that I'm going to, uh, that's a team that I'm going to remember. And they have, and even though it escapes me at the moment, the word going around from everybody I was watching the game with was that they actually do have a, like a real coach. And I can't okay. tell you who it is at the moment.
1: <laughs> that's all right.
0: So um, you... hang on. I will look this up. Yale. <laughs> Basketball head coach. I mean, this is this is really this is angry live
1: Ivy Leaguers coach. out there listening right now, They're yelling his name at the at their computers. Yes. Ah.
0: They're yelling now.
1: <laughs> they're, they're yelling his name. <laughs> uh, I don't know is Who, there... who's James Jones. Uh, I I don't know. Hey hey! Is that the uh, is that the Yale coach? Is, is named James Jones?
0: Maybe it was Harvard's coach that was the good coach and they lost. Oh. <laughs> Oops, I don't know. I'm taking it. See? Do you see? This is how I work.
1: Oh, and you're and you're gonna win the pick with all. Of and they're that. gonna
0: knock out LSU. Yep. So when when Yale wins tomorrow and you get that text from me, just remember, oh. I'll be like James Jones, babe. Actually, I'm gonna send you a text. That's, you know, it's, gonna, it's gonna say. Johnny Bench, baby,
1: <laughs> the all-time <laughs> complete <country> Bench. <laughs>
0: the all-time <laughs> Cubs, great. And people, please do not um, <laughs> story behind that, folks. So yeah,
1: yes, <sighs> we all know that Johnny Bench is not an all-time club. That's, no. uh, that's that's a, so yes, as an inside I, joke. I,
0: I agree with you. UCF over VCU. I have Liberty over Mississippi State and Yale over LSU with their great head coach.
1: Johnny Bench. <laughs> um, I gave you my one little upset there's one other first round game that I just wanted to mention about Louisville and Minnesota. This is one of those yeah. where the committee decides that they want to get cute. Uh, they get the little Ricky Patino revenge game because uh, Minnesota is coached by Rick Petino's son, Richie Patino. Um, and he's playing against Louisville, which is Rick Patino's old team that of course uh, did not fire Rick Patino after he, uh, Knocked up a a waitress on her on the uh, on the table of an Italian restaurant and paid for her abortion. That wasn't enough. It was uh, the the scandal over possibly paying some of their unpaid labor. That's what got him fired. Um, But but yeah, Rick Pitino fired, and now his son Richard Pitino gets to play against Louisville. Um, And at least it'll be a good game. It's going to be a tough guy battle between uh, Jordan Nuora from Minnesota and Jordan Murphy. Uh, for for Louisville, but uh, Minnesota's offense doesn't really run through a point guard. That's that's just too loose, Uh, so I I got Louisville winning that game, but I just wanted to point that out. That That's cute, committee. We all see that. We all saw what you did there, matching Rick Pitino's son against Louisville. That's real good. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, So we go through, uh, from that point, we go through East and then go through uh the second round matchups, uh we can do that one by one. Uh Duke and UCF would be the matchup for both of us uh in the second round.
0: Oh yes. Uh I have Duke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do sorry. I sorry.
0: Yeah, that's uh again, I'm looking for every reason I can. Uh yeah, no, that, that that's not going so good, so I
1: concur uh you would have liberty then facing virginia tech Correct. in the next game. Yes,
0: I I have Vatech over Liberty. You you would I don't know what you have cuz you would have Votech and Mississippi State.
1: Right. The, the the Liberty dream would end for you there though. Yeah. Uh uh for me Mississippi State Virginia Tech uh both teams can play some fierce defense so that was a, a tough one but I think Virginia Tech being the team that uh, held North Carolina State to, I don't know if you had heard about this, but they had a game in which they held NC State to 24 points for the whole game, which, yeah. can you imagine uh, in this day and age holding a team to 24 with the shot clock and all that? Um, I think uh, Virginia Tech will provide the more consistent D against Mississippi State's sort of high-energy, uh, you know, frenzied guys. I think uh, votech's the team to go with there. So I concur on that one. We both have Virginia Tech into the Sweet 16. Uh, then you would have, uh, we have two totally different matchups for the next game, because you have Belmont versus Yale. Nope. I game. have
0: Maryland, actually. See, I did not take Belmont. I predicted that that was your upset that I didn't Oh, play.
1: that's what you did. Okay. So
0: I have, that, I have, ex- I actually me. have Yale beating Maryland um, oh. to move on. Uh, was that the round of 32? Uh, no, that, that's a Sweet 16. That's
1: just, you'd, have, you'd have Yale in the Sweet 16 if you have them over Maryland.
0: Yes, I have Yale over Maryland. Maryland uh, Maryland's one of those Big Ten typical play slow, play defense, and the team will come in and just shoot your lights out. I, I don't like, other than the top of the Big Ten, there's not a lot to like in the rest of the tournament teams that made from the Big Ten. So you're going to have, I'm going to have a lot of teams getting bounced early from the Big Ten here, and uh, Maryland's one of them.
1: But you didn't watch any of those other teams in the, in the tournament, in the, in the title game. You watched Yale in the title games. So you fell all the way in love with Yale watching them in their, in their Ivy League title game.
0: I've also watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. Don't forget, I do live <laughs> yeah. in Wisconsin, so I have to watch a lot of Wisconsin and a lot of those Big Ten teams. And you get to watch a lot of boring, slow basketball. And you know what? Those, that style of play works great in conference play. It doesn't work great in the
1: tournament. Indeed. I just didn't know how much of those games you had watched uh, or had chosen to watch. Yeah, I, I guess you had time to watch a lot of stuff up there in, in Wisconsin. You haven't been out of the house <laughs> very much uh, this winter. So, uh, you you guys, snowed
0: in quite a lot of Big Ten basketball. That's not what you want to be watching.
1: Every time I looked at the weather, uh, you guys are getting snowed again. Like, wow. It, it, was, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, Maryland and LSU for me would be the matchup. And Maryland is a is a young team, has been gaining experience. But I like LSU to move on to the Sweet 16. And that one, a little more veteran leadership and uh, the motivation from losing their coach Will Wade should fire them through a, a round or two. At least I'm hoping it will. Um, I don't know if you had heard about that, but they've got this big scandal in college basketball. That again, the the worst thing you could do is pay players. Actually pay some of these players for the services that they're giving you all these millions and millions and billions of dollars going around. But some of these coaches get caught paying players or, or recruiting players with, with money or cat cars or whatever. And it's just the worst thing in the world. So Will Wade's been kicked off the team for, for LSU. The, the head coach has been not fired, but like held in a band basically. <laughs> I don't know when they're going to let him back in, but, but he's not there. So I think LSU will, Uh, I think a lot of people would downgrade LSU because they're going to be playing without their head coach. But I think the first round or or two for me, I think they'll be fired up enough to sort of play for their coach. You know, sort of a rallying point, you know how that works. Okay. So so I got LSU in the Sweet 16 there. And uh, then we both have Louisville and Michigan State down at the bottom of that bracket.
0: And I have Michigan State.
1: I, I concur. Louisville, uh, they're susceptible to pressure, and Michigan State can definitely pull out a, a straight jagged D and then apply a lot of pressure to you, so I'll go with Sparty on that one as well. Uh, on to the Sweet 16 matchups of, first of all, Duke and Tech for both of us.
0: Yeah, uh, I've got the Dukies in the Elite Eight.
1: You, you kept looking for reasons to downgrade them, but you, you couldn't do it against Virginia Tech.
0: Actually, once I got past the second round, I pretty much penciled Duke past um I think that's i've honestly i don't wanna don't wanna you know uh burst anyone's bubble here, but I do not have Yale progressing to the uh elite <laughs> eight so I've got a, a Duke on the collision course with Michigan state that one that that one two matchup that was all the controversy because Michigan State supposedly got hosed by being paired up with duke um and that's the matchup everyone wants to see, that 1-2 matchup. Probably the best 1-2 matchup that could be potentially out there.
1: I'm going to have the same matchup, uh, the uh, LSU and Michigan State matchup. That's where I think a team going against a well-coached, well-disciplined program could really use its own head coach at that point. So that's where i say LSU will miss uh, having Will Wade. And that was going to be a mismatch anyway. Will Wade versus Tom Izzo would have been a mismatch even if he was there, but he's, it kind of wouldn't have mattered, but he's not even going to be there. So that's where I think they'll really miss uh, having their coach. So we both have Duke on. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Duke at Michigan State as the matchup for uh, the trip to the Final Four in the East uh, in the Washington, D.C. region. Uh, who do you have winning that game and going to the Final Four?
0: Well, we know who you have. Yes, we do. We know you have Duke because you have Duke winning the title. I also have Duke in the Final Four.
1: Well, that's one region uh, closed.
0: <laughs> so, we, we are going to have zero uh, drama other than Uh, my upsets like so the only way I can really pull ahead of you in the east is if I get any one of those other two uh upset picks on the first day you're
1: you're on Yale to the sweet 16 I got them losing in the first round so that's uh so far that's the big one to watch
0: well yeah because I you have LSU and I have Yale basically all both coming out of that game so one of us is losing a sweet 16 uh team right there in that game
1: you're right right off the bat
0: so that's one to that's one to watch folks
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah as far as Michigan State Duke goes this isn't quite the loaded Michigan State team as usual so uh, that's that's why I got it and they'll, they'll challenge Duke I'm not going to say that Duke's going to walk over him but uh, they're going to miss Josh Langford here uh, broke his hand I believe uh, halfway through the season uh, they usually have a lot of weapons to sort of fill in something like that but it's not quite as many as normal, so they're, they'll try to match athletes with Duke, but it's, it's not going to happen. So I'm with you, Duke in the Final Four, out of the East, eh. going to go.
0: Uh, I just hope the rest of this doesn't go the same
1: here. I doubt it. I, I sincerely doubt yeah, it. It, uh, it can't. It, surely, surely it can't. We're going to go across the. Uh, we going to go across the page there to the South Region. We're going to go to the uh, upper right hand side. Gonna go south, and any upsets uh, by seed number in the first round for you in the South reach?
0: I have uh, three again.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, let's see how many I have. Uh, looks like I have one again. I I'm really talking, uh <laughs> One of the... You, got
0: the you have got what I like to call the Obama bracket. <laughs>
1: One of the reasons I believe I have three upsets for the first round, but we haven't gotten to it yet. But this one this uh, is like only one.
0: Okay. At least it's a big one. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. I'll go first here. I have Oklahoma. I have the 9-8. I have Oklahoma over Mississippi. I okay. have UC Irvine over Kansas State. Hmm. And I have Iowa over Cincinnati.
1: All right. So, any, Iowa versus
0: Cincinnati. Well, Iowa, again, Cincinnati is one of those teams that's just again, great for conference play. You play a lot of defense. You shut things down. You make it slow. That just That just does not work in the tournament, especially when you play a team like Iowa, who will just kill you from three-point territory. And, oh, what is Cincinnati terrible at? Giving up three-pointers. So, bad matchup. Uh, which is why I like Iowa to move past Cincinnati, because when your big weakness is the other team's big strength, uh, that in in a (laughs) one-off type situation uh, doesn't play well, especially when your uh, weakness is giving up the most, uh, you know, most amount of points possible in the the shortest period of time. So letting a team that shoots well from deep shoot well from deep uh, is a uh, recipe for failure. Uh, Irvine. Hey, like that, I actually broke it down for you. Irvine, uh, that's more of a feel pick. I mean, it's a a team that won 30 games this year. Um, And uh, from everything that I can see and all the breakdowns, I hadn't watched a lick of their team play this year. I hadn't watched a lick of Kansas State play either. Uh, But this just feels like one of those, you know, UC Irvine's very highly efficient team. Maybe that could end up being a a last-second basket or one of those sort of Cinderella-feel kind of games so UC Irvine moves past them and it's really hard to call a 9-8 game ever a upset nope. especially when I you seen. look at the bracket, the bracket breakdown on Yahoo actually has 56% of the people picked Oklahoma so <laughs> it's actually almost like I'm picking the favorite to win the game
1: right well those so those, those people are, don't those think are my the committee did a good job in that, in that bracket anyway all right uh yeah, the Cincinnati game is definitely going to be something uh, to watch for for both of us as we look at it so differently um that's definitely not my upset uh because Cincinnati they may be uh I think they're a little low as a 7 seed. I think they could have been seeded a little higher. Uh but here's the where my uh looking at the venues comes into play. They're playing that game in in Columbus, Ohio. That's basically going to be a home game for Cincinnati um so they play in Columbus twice uh, as far as i'm concerned once when they try when when they beat a, a slow try hard bunch in iowa i know they shoot a lot of threes but they don't really do much anything else cuz they don't have too many athletes on that team um and then if they come if they win that they get to come back again uh columbus against maybe a flawed tennessee squad the number 2 seed there um so i definitely got tennessee winning against colgate but i will see what i pick when they when they come to a Cincinnati-Tennessee matchup in round two there. Oh, um, Just a little bit of fore, forebearing there. Um, Mississippi and Oklahoma, that's the, uh, the 9-8 that everyone's picking, Oklahoma. Um, it's definitely a fight between two tough guards. It's, it's, this is one I want to see the actual game. Uh, Mississippi's got a point guard, Bree and Tyree, that's really good. <clears throat> Excuse me, Oklahoma, that's Christian James. I'm going to take Mississippi. That's not my upset either. Uh, They give more energy and effort. Uh, Oklahoma's half court can be very slow. Um, Villanova and St. Mary's is is not my upset, but I wanted to talk about St. Mary's because I just saw an article, I think today on Deadspin, about how dangerous can St. Mary's possibly be. And my answer is, you know the drill with St. Mary's. Hustle, try hard, great effort. Look at all those grindy, great effort. But athletically, no, just lacking just very lacking athletically. Um, that, that gets you over Gonzaga in a in a conference tournament that Gonzaga didn't give a shit about, but that's not going to get them past Nova out East in Hartford. No, that's just ridiculous. Sorry. So no to St. Mary's in the first round against Villanova. Uh, so Wisconsin and Oregon uh, is a, is a five 12 that uh, that's a lock for the under is why I brought up that game. That's not my upset either. I, I have Wisconsin, Going over Oregon, but that's a lock. Foot that's the biggest lock in the in the first round to me is that game going under whatever the score is because both teams are allowing less than sixty three points per game. That's just going to be uh, a snooze fest. Uh, that might be forty eight forty five.
0: Um, I've watched a you, lot of Wisconsin basketball, and I agree. You know, I looked for a reason to bounce them in that game, but uh, this isn't the one. This isn't the team to do it.
1: No. No, I'm going Wisconsin because they don't heave up threes. They're disciplined. They're well-coached, so I think they'll handle the the pressure. That's out in San Jose. That's one of those weird games that uh, you have a little bit of a home field advantage for Oregon because they'll be out west, but I think they'll be able to handle that uh, in that situation. Kansas State and UC Irvine, however, I'm with you. I don't think Kansas State will survive being out there in San Jose. I don't think they'll survive that crowd, and and I don't think they'll survive the defensive effort from U C Irvine. Kansas State plays; they play well as a team. They're they're fundamentally sound, but they're not very skilled offensively. So I got Irvine stifling them uh, in, a, in a low scoring upset there. So wow, that's okay. My, so that's my upset there. I agree. I thought that was a big one, but then you got it too. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you a stole burp
0: wonder. You know, I actually give you credit for not totally just, you know, blowing the, you know, the <laughs> surprise when I took it. Because you could have just been like, oh, man, that, that, oh, that's my, that's my upset. Yeah. No? Okay.
1: I, I tried to hold my tongue, yeah. yeah but and judging, but and, if, as you know, I'm sitting by here by the in rest- my head going, man, I got a first over a four.
0: Yeah. Of course. Of, yeah, so judging by the responses on Yahoo, we are in the large minority 18% of the brackets have UC Irvine over Kansas state
1: that's think about that though 18% have a of a 13 beating a 4 that's kind of a lot yeah i don't know if you're going to just looking around at all the other 13 over 4 matchups i bet you 18% is the highest i'm just mm-hmm. guessing
0: uh, let's see, where are the other 4-13 matchups? St. Louis, Vatek, at
1: 90-10. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Florida State and Vermont, 91-9. <laughs> and Kansas and Northeastern, 92-8. So yes, by far, <laughs> we are by far uh, plucking the most off popular. the weakest of the four seeds. Yes, this is the most popular, and it's still... More than a 5 to 1. 18, but, yeah, right. then, so okay.
1: But it's still, I, I figured it would be the most popular uh, of those. Yeah. Uh, so there's our first round in the South. Now moving on to the round of 32. Uh, you have Virginia versus Oklahoma. Yes. I have Virginia against Mississippi. I yes. suspect we both had the same result there.
0: And I have Virginia moving on.
1: I do too. Um, I, I do wonder though, how far is that motivation of Virginia going to go being bounced in the first round last year? You know, they're going to try to overcome that. It's, it's going to fire them up. How far will it get them past Ole Miss or past Oklahoma? Yeah, that shouldn't be too difficult. We, we both definitely agree with that. Uh, should be a grinded out calves win for, for them as far as I'm concerned there. Uh, Down to Wisconsin, UC Irvine. We both had the same matchup there, and then how do you see that one going?
0: I actually have UC Irvine bouncing Wisconsin, so I have UC Irvine in the Sweet 16. Uh, Again, Wisconsin, Big Ten team, slow, plodding. They don't shoot real good. This feels like, again, I think UC Irvine can just by virtue – of just playing this sort of grind it out type game and and they can shoot the deep ball. I mean, they're almost a 40% team from three point land. So if, and and if Wisconsin will struggle against a team, if they can get hot from, from deep. And as you're calling it, this is virtually a home game for Irvine. I like UC Irvine to pull the, I don't even call this an upset. I don't think Wisconsin is very good.
1: Out in San Jose, should be a crowd for Irvine. Wisconsin's not strong, nor can they play above the rim, so they're not going to get through UC Irvine's defense. I concur. I will also take the Anteaters <laughs> to this Sweet 16. Seriously. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell?
0: Well, no drama <laughs> in this bracket so
1: far. <laughs> All right. Villanova-Purdue, what'd you get there?
0: I, I, again, I, my goal is to try to get as many Big Ten teams out as fast as I can. I think <laughs> Purdue is overrated. I'll take Villanova. Uh, they have the pedigree. Purdue does not, uh, even though Villanova is not as strong as their previous teams their title teams, but I, I still like them. They, they can still play.
1: All right. Here we will uh, disagree on that one. Uh, Villanova can go cold from three, uh, and they're way too reliant on the long ball. You're not the Villanova Warriors. This is what I observed watching Villanova this year. They were just jacking all over the place. Dude, calm down. You're, the, the whole team, just everybody on the team, seemed like they had the green light. I, I did not like that at all. Purdue is dangerous from distance, but they take a lot less threes. I think they're more judgmental about it, so I'll take them that sort of outshoot Villanova in that one. So finally we agreed, uh, disagreed on, on something there. And then uh, the last matchup down there will be uh, you have uh, – Iowa going against Tennessee, and I have Cincinnati going against Tennessee.
0: I have Tennessee uh, moving on past Iowa.
1: All right. You have.
0: It sounds like you've got Cincinnati beating Tennessee here. Uh,
1: I I do. Did I indicate that earlier? I, I didn't even realize that. Um, as I attempt to overcome bias against the Vols by virtue of living here in Memphis, you know nobody likes to volunteers here in memphis um i i but I, I still like Cincy just based on what i'm what i saw from those teams uh the first of all is the again in the, the home field is in columbus ohio uh tennessee can get loose with the with the basketball and i just i don't like how they played at times this year but like like they felt entitled it seemed like tennessee anytime anyone challenged them uh they did not react well, that every time they got actually punched in the mouth, you know, we, we talk about that a lot, being football fans here on this show, when the when you punch a bully in the mouth, they, sometimes they start crying and get a little bitchy and, you know, whimper and, and shrink back, and Tennessee struck me as that type of team that they, boy, they're very talented, those guys, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, I, I, I'm very impressed with both of them, but it felt like anytime something didn't go their way, they just ah! and started whining and crying a little bit, so... Uh, I think uh, in this sort of home court for Cincinnati, I think things will go Cincinnati's way, and Tennessee will kind of wilt and fade, and then I'll take the Bearcats to the Sweet 16.
0: Wow. Okay. That's a big upset in my bracket, because uh, I have Tennessee in the Final Four.
1: Wow. So I, I, think that's, I think that's a pretty big upset in everyone's bracket. I don't think too many people are going with that. Yeah, I don't um, think too
0: many other people had UC Irvine in the
1: Sweet 16 <laughs> either, but of course both of us did. Of course both of us. Oh, I got this huge upset. Watch this! <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the uh, first Sweet, <sighs> Sweet Sixteen matchup, Virginia yep. versus UC Irvine. Do you have Cinderella continuing? At that I point? do
0: not. Uh, uh, my brackets are my brackets are very heavy with uh, the Cinderellas into the Sweet Sixteen, and then pretty chalky after that. So no, I, I have Virginia. And Tennessee, obviously in the Elite Eight, because I've already said I have Tennessee in the Final Four. So I have Virginia losing to Tennessee in the next round after I have Virginia beating UC Irvine and Tennessee beating Villanova.
1: There you go. Um, I had Virginia over UC Irvine as well. I have a, another low-scoring slog. Uh, if That winds up being the matchup to, again, very good defensive teams. But Cinderella dies here. I, I, I think they should stay close. Uh, I don't know what the spread would be, probably double digits, but I, I would think that would be a low-scoring close game, but Irvine doesn't have the horses to hang with uh, Virginia if that winds up being the matchup. Uh, Cincinnati and Purdue will be my other Elite Eight uh, possibility, and that would be a real good matchup between Jaron Cumberland for Cincinnati and Carson Edwards for Purdue, good one-on-one Matchup of Purdue, I think, has more depth and better shooters than Cincinnati. So I would take Purdue in that one. My Elite Eight matchup would be Virginia versus Purdue. And the one place where we would both agree is we have Virginia getting bounced in the Elite Eight here. I have Purdue in the final wow. four out of wow. the
0: Wow. And I don't know, maybe it's just my Big Ten, anti-Big Ten bias here. I find Big Purdue
1: so overrated. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm
0: glad we disagree.
1: Uh, and I really think this would be like the first really tough test for Virginia in the entire tournament, if it were, if it were Purdue and Virginia. So that's, yeah, cause we're, I'm leaning we're
0: towards. yeah, we're setting them up against, you know, obviously yeah. you're set up to only play the winner of an eight, nine, and then we're giving them a 13 seed in the uh, right. next round.
1: Exactly. We're giving them a nice soft uh, l- uh, uh, road to the elite eight. And then Purdue yeah. would be the first like good team and, I think they would get shook up and not know how to respond to a challenge, kind of like they did. Right. Oh, I don't know, last year against Maryland, Baltimore County. <laughs> Remember that game, guys? <laughs> what you, so, yeah, but I, that's
0: what you, but that's what you're supposed to have as a one seed. You're supposed to have that easy sort of pathway to the, the at least the elite eight.
1: Yeah, but we we got a little easier than North. easier. <laughs> so yeah, we that that we'll agree on is that we both have uh, Virginia not making it. All yeah. the way out of that out of that. Bracket. So we
0: have the Dukies in the Final Four so far, and I have Tennessee, and you have Purdue.
1: Purdue. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going back to the left-hand side, down on the bottom to the West Region. And what do you have? Uh, any upsets in the West? Going by seed number in the first round. Uh, two. All right
0: two. That's
1: it. Uh, that's more than my usual one.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, so far I've been yeah, a little I, bit... But I usually go that way, though, because I don't watch a lot of college basketball. And I like right. the drama. And I like to root for underdogs. <laughs> and it's just so much more fun when you pick it and it happens.
1: Oh, yeah. You I feel like a genius. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm certainly familiar with that. Um, I also only have two. I, there's no way that we have the same two upsets in the West, but uh, we'll, we'll see
0: here. Uh, I have a, <laughs> another twelve-five. I've got Murray State over Marquette, and I have North Kentucky over Texas Tech.
1: All right, how many? How much Northern Kentucky did you watch this year? So I'm, I'm as much to... Texas Tech as I did. <laughs> All right, so, so what's the uh, the feeling about that game? Why Northern Kentucky?
0: So, again, I love the little breakdowns that they give you on Yahoo because it gives me everything that I need to know about a team. And, and that is Texas Tech is another one of these – I love these matchups. Defensive-oriented teams, right? Yeah. So teams that play really good defense playing against teams that – just shoot the lights out. I love it. Um, so Northern Kentucky shoots a lot of threes. They hit a lot of threes. They they have a very they have very good field goal percentage as a team. That, and they have got, they have scores. And sometimes you can just get one of these teams into this type of a game with scores. Now, obviously, if a team goes completely cold, you you know, and maybe it's because they're going to be playing against a good defense. That's fine, but I just I love these matchups where you get the team that relies very heavily on the defense against a shooting team. You know, this just I don't know if it's that the the people who make up these matchups purposely do it this way because you very rarely just get like that Wisconsin Oregon matchup. Where you just get two boring slow teams playing each other. There's always like the styles clash, right? We talk about this all the time uh, when we're picking the football. Is we love style clash, and we love to see you know which team is going to sort of exert the dominance in the tournament. It doesn't seem to be defense, so that's why I'm going mm-hmm. with Northern Kentucky. This is my theme. I'm taking shooting, especially three point shooting, which every that's the cool thing now, right?
1: That's what everyone does.
0: It's what everybody's doing. Everybody wants to be Steph Curry, <laughs> and you're never you know you can shoot yourself out of a game, but then you can also come back from down twelve because all you got to do is hit a few threes.
1: No, this is this is true. Um, I was respecting Texas Tech's defense very much, so I did not think that that was uh, even in the conversation to for anyone picking Northern Kentucky. But that's the the beauty of the tournament, and I'm gonna circle that one for you because you probably got that one nailed too. Uh, the uh, I uh, both of your upsets are, are yours alone. I do not have either one of those. Um, but Marquette and Murray State is is obviously the The marquee matchup of the first round in that region which uh, featuring the best game of horse in the in the first round because of uh Marcus Howard from Marquette and uh matching trick shots with John ja Morant of Murray State, so see which one gets the first one to fifty wins that game um but i'm and i i will admit I'm worried about this pick I'm picking Marquette but uh they've they've had the much better competition by a mile this year. Uh, with the conference that Murray state was playing in. So they should come through, but Murray state pursues the ball so aggressively on defense. I, I watched a couple of their games. So if Marquette's half court is, is discombobulated, watch out. Murray state can actually easily pull that one off, but I'm going to go with Marquette in that one. My upsets are going to be uh, the Baylor over Syracuse nine, eight, which is not really an upset, but uh, Syracuse, uh, uh, Got the the old Beheim zone, as I call it. The the the, the <laughs> that's so frustrating. That Jim Bayheim's zone defense is just uh, makes every game that Syracuse plays so unwatchable. But uh, what I observed watching their games this year is that they have trouble defending the long ball after being penetrated in that zone. Yeah. So all you got to do is, is just drive and kick it out, and they had a lot of trouble recovering and, and trying to defend that three. And Baylor, since losing their big man Tristan Clark, has become an undersized passing team looking for the three. So that's one of those that, to me, matches up perfectly for, for Baylor. That's why I got them in that one. Uh, and Syracuse got uh, Frank Howard suspended, which is one of their 6'5 guard, swing guards. So that, that also helps Baylor as well, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Vermont over Florida State is my other upset uh, down in the West. Uh, that's another 13 over a four. So I don't have that many upsets, but when I do get an upset, I go for it. Uh, Vermont. And I think I picked Vermont last year too, and it didn't work out, but uh, they haven't really changed much. It's still, the, it's the same kind of team that Florida state and Vermont just sets up for Vermont to spring the upset for me, because they're calm and disciplined and Florida state is not, they don't get into their offense very well. They get, they got a bunch of long-limbed athletes in depth, but Vermont I think is better coached, and they're in Hartford. No, again, with the uh, the venue, I paid a lot of attention to that this year. This game's in Hartford, Connecticut. That's going to match up certainly as more of a, a home crowd for for Vermont than for Florida State. Uh, so I got the underdog Vermont uh, going through and, and springing the upset in the first round over Florida State.
0: Wow, all right. Yeah, no, and I completely uh, – it's it's been this uh, meteoric rise of this Jay Morant. So, obviously, this is what it's going to be about. It's going to be all about that that game, and they're going to just talk nothing about this kid. Marquette's not that good, so why not? (laughs) One-star player? We've seen what one-star player can do to a team in the NBA, and it can definitely work in college, and it's definitely good enough to get you into the second round of a tournament if you're that good.
1: But they're both one one guy uh, play uh, teams. They're both. Uh, um, I think Marquette relies on Marcus Howard as much as Murray State relies yeah. on John Moran. So I think it's going to be just a game of one on one between them. It's going to be yeah. a game of horse. Uh, but yeah, I got Marquette surviving that, and you got Murray State. So going to the Sweet Sixteen is we both uh, we both have Gonzaga against. Uh, well, we have, have both
0: against. The- yeah I have Syracuse and you have Baylor, but I have Syracuse beating Gonzaga. I have them Gonzaga oh my. being the first one he bounced to the crazy zone defense it it drives teams. Crazy. zone it drives Urgh. teams crazy and I mean it like you said it's it it, it it nobody's unless you've played Syracuse, nobody's seen anything like it, and they bust that out on you and yeah. You could see some team. You, you, It really does sort of separate the men from the boys. I don't. I don't think Gonzaga. I, come on.
1: <laughs> you remember when it
0: was like cool for Gonzaga to even be in the tournament? I do. You want to talk about a program that's really just gone somewhere? I mean, was it got to be ten, fifteen years ago when it was just like they were just like a kind of a cool story? Oh, Gonzaga was Gonzaga's in the tournament. Now, now they're one. Uh, maybe I'm just not buying the hype. But I think they run up against that zone. And uh, they don't find any lanes to drive. You know, Jim Jim Boeheim knows all about staying in his lane. So,
1: oh my God, too soon.
0: Oh, what? Oh, sorry.
1: Our apologies to the family of the deceased. May he rest in peace. Uh, way too soon for them. Um, no. That, that's a great job by the local uh, authorities too. To completely clear Bayheim of anything. I, yeah, it's completely uh, no 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 problems. Just just killed a man, Mama. Just killed a man. No problems. No nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here, folks. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I got uh, I don't even have uh, Gonzaga playing Syracuse. I haven't played Baylor, so that wasn't uh, a concern for me whether the Syracuse zone would discombobulate Gonzaga. I've got them. Taking on Baylor, and in that one, Baylor I think can keep it close. Uh, they got great team vision and passing, so they can keep it uh, interesting there. But ultimately, Gonzaga is a much better team, so I'll go with Gonzaga in that matchup. Uh, Marquette and Vermont is my next matchup, but you have a completely different matchup. You have Murray State and Florida State. Yeah,
0: I have, and I actually have Florida State uh, moving on past Murray State. In the battle of states,
1: yeah, that's uh, that's probably the right way to go. Yet, Florida State uh, is the better team. Murray State is the one man band. Um, for me, Marquette and Vermont, I got the one man band going down here as well. But my one man band is Marquette, and I have them losing to Vermont. I have Vermont all the way through to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Marquette is uh, definitely a Trey Young with Oklahoma type one man show with Marcus Howard. You remember how much hype Trey Young was getting last year, right? And that we, yes. I think we both got sick of that.
0: And I actually um, didn't think he was all that good, which was, I think, even worse.
1: Yeah. Uh, Vermont, is I think, is the better all around team than, than Marquette. And again, it's in Hartford, should be a Vermont house for him. Uh, yeah, I'll I, I take Vermont to, to be the Cinderella out of that region.
0: Oh, so that's the only—that's funny because that's the only region. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It's the bottom half of the bracket here. So the the top two halves of the bracket, I have a you know a team lower than you know in the in the in lower than ten or lower in the Sweet 16, and then I'm looking at the bottom half of the bracket, and then I don't have any.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I'm very Cinderella light here in the bottom half of the bracket.
1: Uh Buffalo and northern Kentucky would be your next matchup.
0: Yes, and I have Buffalo uh moving on.
1: Did you ever get to see Buffalo?
0: I know they won a whole shitload of games. That's what I do know. I know they were getting a lot of a lot of attention for just the fact that they were in the in the top twenty five for the majority of the season.
1: All right, they were ranked most of the year.
0: Yeah, and at one point what did they win? Twenty five in a row, I believe it was. Yeah. But I didn't actually watch any of the games.
1: Yeah, I, I watched them. They were they're they're better uh, running and and just playing. They they got uh, they got athletes like a top twenty five team. So that's uh, there's probably uh, going to be some wins vacated down the road because they really do got a bunch of guys that that can really play. And there's no way Buffalo gets guys that can play like that unless they kind of you know grease the, the under the table there. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just saying okay. But a bunch of little guys just being athletic as hell. But Texas Tech's uh, tight perimeter D, I think, uh, will sort of strong arm them and and shut that down. So I got Texas Tech onto the Sweet 16. Again, you have dismissed them because defense doesn't usually play that well in the tournament. But I I believe in Texas Tech's defense. I was very impressed by them this year. So uh, that's my Sweet 16 pick there. And then we both have Nevada taking on Michigan at the bottom of that.
0: And I'm gonna go with Michigan. So I, I did not bounce this top uh, Big Ten team. Did not bounce this one. So Michigan moves on uh, over Nevada. Even though I re- and then this is also some get back for Nevada screwing me last year. I really <laughs> liked them. I really liked them last year in the tournament and with all the hot shooting that they could do. And they, oh man! So who who, who knocks them off?
1: Loyola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those Martin twins are back for Nevada. They're, they they Damn. got one more year for you. Um, but they're, 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 their 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 offense is still raw from what I was watching those Nevada games. They still uh, they still got a, a team full of athletes, but not much of a strategy. So that's not very be hot easy. and cold. Yeah, yeah it's going to take more than that to be Michigan. So I'm with you there. Um, in the round of sixteen, now out in Anaheim, it will be for you Syracuse versus Florida State.
0: Yeah, and I have Florida State figuring out the Bayheim zone.
1: Ah, okay. so I have
0: Florida State moving on to play Michigan for the right to right. go to the Final Four.
1: And my matchup would be Gonzaga, Vermont, and I got Gonzaga uh, again. The Cinderella slipper doesn't last too long there, so I would have Gonzaga against uh, also Michigan uh, for oh, the right to go to okay. the uh, to go to the Final Four.
0: All right, so who is your Final Four team from the West?
1: Michigan's been on this stage before just last year, obviously. Um, they, they moved and covered well defensively from what I saw this year, so that's why I think I have them over Texas Tech. But then going against Gonzaga, I don't think they have the size to match up with. Gonzaga's big, man. They got some big-ass athletes that Rui Hachimura guy is just – it's ridiculous how good his footwork is, as big as he is. You talk about how great Zion Williamson's footwork is for a big guy. Rui Hachimura uh, is almost that good. Um, so I'll take the Zags into the final four.
0: All right, so very chalky. Yes. I have Michigan. Uh, that, that's a, a, Michigan gets Florida State. So I've got Michigan <laughs> playing Duke in the final four.
1: Wow, that's historic for those of us uh, old enough to remember Duke and Michigan uh, in, the, in the national title game. Yeah. So Duke back, back in the days in of our youth.
0: In the final four.
1: <laughs> All right, and that would have Duke versus Gonzaga to, in the Battle of the Ones. Uh, we have one more region to fill out before we figure out our final four picks, and that will be across the way in the Midwest there on the lower right-hand side. Any first-round upsets in the Midwest for you?
0: In the Midwest, I have three. That <laughs> seems to be my number.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, I think this is the region where I have three as well, uh, going by the seedings. Um, no, that's incorrect. Why did I think I had three in one region? I only have one, it looks like, oh. in the Midwest.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's see. I'll make it quick here. I We've got, you know, it's already... 10 after almost here. I've got uh, Washington over Utah State. So that's, again, that's a 9-8 matchup. So it, it's so hard. To, again, we call those upsets in number only. Um, right. I'm, going another, I'm going with another 12-5 here. New Mexico State over Auburn. And Seton Hall over Wofford. Those are my three.
1: All right. Um and then Seton Hall is uh that, that's a really interesting matchup. The the Wofford Seton Hall matchup. I wouldn't have thought that that would have made a good matchup when I saw the the pairing. But I think Wofford got a good draw at playing against Seton Hall. Their defense is meh, uh, and their half court offense consists of a lot of standing around and dribbling. And so I think Wofford gets a chance to have some success uh, in the tournament. They're uh, I don't think they've ever been seated this high at seven, and I think they're going to actually get a, a, a good draw and then able to get a win in the first round. So I, I definitely got Wofford there. My one upset, of course, is uh, the, the nine over the eight, which is really not an upset. Uh, but that's uh, along with you, Washington uh, over uh, Utah State. And that's actually a good game to watch, though. It's going to feature two of the more aggressive big defenders that you'll see in the tournament. Uh, Niemis Cueta for Utah State and Matisse Stiebel for Washington. A lot of verbiage in those names too, but uh, you want to talk about two big guys who really defend and, and block shots and, and go after you. Um, so that's going to be something to watch. Uh, but I'll take Washington uh, in that one. I, I like Washington a lot, as you'll find out shortly. Um, and New Mexico State... Uh, over Auburn uh, is your uh, that's a, that's another twelve five situation for you. I take it.
0: Yes, it is, and you know twelve five always seems to be. Uh, there's always one or two of those. It seems like every year um, that seem to always kind of kind of come to fruition. And Auburn, I don't know. You want to talk about a team that I didn't watch a ton of Auburn this year, but I saw I saw some of their tournament. And you want to talk about a team that just just sort of up and down right? And maybe that's because all they do is shoot threes, but uh, when you do and you don't hit them, you can really go cold. And, and Auburn seems like that kind of team where it's like, okay, they, 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 they hit a lot of threes, but they don't make a lot of threes. It's on a percentage basis, so they'll keep teams round versus New Mexico State. They do a pretty good job of hitting them. So I do like... Uh, I do like them in that 12-5 matchup. It's all about the threes.
1: Well, you, <clears throat> you definitely, uh, there's always a 12 that gets a five every year. but I couldn't make myself pick any of the 12s this year. I, I, I got all the fives going over. And Auburn and New Mexico State, it should be a high-flying affair. Um, I got Auburn because I think they've had, obviously, much comper, tougher competition this year. And, and I'll just go with them just because they, they, they had to – play a lot tougher teams so I think they're more ready for this stage but it should be back and forth there should be a lot of threes in the air for both teams and we'll see who hits the, who hits the most um, so moving on to uh to the round of 32 we both have North Carolina versus Washington at the top of that yeah. bracket
0: and uh I have North Carolina I have North Carolina moving on here and I got the weird sense you have Washington in this game
1: yeah, my, finally a big surprise upset that nobody else has uh that, that you didn't have, or I'm sure no one else uh, is picking the uh, on, on the bracket challenges. And I understand uh, 2%, that I'm probably
0: this is what we call a two percenter uh based on the numbers on <laughs> Yahoo
1: right now. And I understand that North Carolina is probably going to beat them by twenty and make me feel really stupid, but I'm still picking Washington as the upset. Uh, Speaking of teams that act like they should be in every game or should win every game, that's North Carolina. They think they're one of Roy Williams's like chosen teams, like one of their better teams they' they're just not they're not that the, soon as Zion Williamson came back, they couldn't beat Duke in the conference tournament no they beat if Zion's shoe doesn't explode i I think Duke beats North Carolina three last year uh they don't seem to play very efficiently uh if they're if their ten year veteran Luke may. Uh, is is having an off night. They don't seem to really get into their offense very well. Uh, that's another one of those guys. You, you you've seen we've seen those guys. The guys it feel like they've been playing in college for ten years. It's like he's still on the team. Luke May is still on North Carolina. I, just, I Thought he graduated like in in two thousand ten or something. Uh, I, I just don't like uh, Carolina. Washington is a veteran upper class team. Uh, uh, Upperclassmen. They they want an opportunity like this. They they've been waiting around all year for something. Big like this. I think they kind of got bored in their conference in the Pac-10 the Pac-10 sucked, and I think they've been just sort of waiting for you know for the chance to show what they're made of in the tournament. I think they're going to upset Carolina in the first in the second round.
0: Wow. All right. So that that definitely uh, would make the Midwest a very interesting bracket for both of us because I have North Carolina uh, going on a little more a little longer yet.
1: Uh, okay. We'll we'll see how much longer. Uh, your next matchup would be New Mexico State against Kansas.
0: Yep. And again, like I said, I have no teams, none of those real – it is one, two, three, four for me in the Midwest. So that's North Carolina, Kansas, Houston, Kentucky. That's that's almost chalk for me. A couple little upsets in there, but then it all goes chalk. So one, two, three, four, that's where I am in the Midwest.
1: Okay, I can uh... – We'll, I won't get into Houston and Kentucky because I, I also have them uh, advancing to the Sweet 16 as well. But my matchup uh, would be Auburn and Kansas uh, to, for the right to face Washington, as it would turn out. And talk about a team going through some shit. Kansas, uh, they had a player ruled ineligible during the year. They had another player out for the year with injury, the big center, Udoba Azabuke. And then they have a wiry, athletic guard, Gerald Vick. He just went AWOL. He just quit the team, basically. Um, all that I think will catch up. I, I, I say they're gonna. It's gonna catch up against Auburn. It might catch up to them later on, but they're not gonna get out of the region for sure. But I, I got Auburn knocking them off. Auburn is quick. Uh, they got quick and shooty guys, and, and they can match up with Kansas like that. And I think uh, Bruce Pearl's guys spring the upset and knock off Kansas and advance to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, so.
0: And then another, we both have Houston and Kentucky playing at the bottom of that. So the top of right. your Midwest bracket is interesting. So you're going to have uh, – let's see here. You're going to have Washington and Auburn playing for the – wow. Yeah, okay. That's
1: that's, that's that's going to, to be the region eight? for us, it looks like, uh, because you got North Carolina going pretty far. I've got Auburn beating Washington and going to the elite eight. So I've got a lot riding uh, on Auburn. Um, I think the experience of Jared Harper and Bryce Brown will pull through here for for Auburn. I think uh, if if this is the matchup, Washington, Auburn, I think it'll be a great game. I really do think they will go back and forth. But uh, I got Auburn in the elite eight uh, and you assume have North Carolina over Kansas in the elite eight.
0: Uh, yes, I do. So I have North Carolina moving on and then at the bottom for, and I don't really have reasons. I have Houston, uh, moving on here.
1: You know what? I watched the teams and and I'll I'll throw some reasons out there. Athletes all over the place in this one, Kentucky, not consistent shooting. And Houston is just that Houston's that powerful and fast team, like a, like a nightmare pickup squad, man. They just, like, you walk out there and you look at these guys in the court, it looks like they just got out of jail. It's like, oh, shit, we got to play them? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> if, if they out of foul trouble, I think they can outrun Kentucky, and I also have Houston in the Elite Eight. Well,
0: that makes me feel really good because I have Houston in the Final Four.
1: Wow. Over Carolina.
0: Houston over Carolina. Well, you have Washington over Carolina. Jesus Christ.
1: Well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bigger wow.
0: So no, I, so yes, that rounds out the final four for me: Houston, Tennessee, Duke, and Michigan.
1: Uh, Auburn and Houston would be an unlikely matchup, I understand, uh, for the right to go to the final four. But uh, Houston—they bring the nation's best field goal percentage defensively, less than thirty-seven percent they're allowing defensively. I'll take them to smother Auburn. We both have Houston as a three seed emerging wow. out of the Midwest and going to the final four.
0: Okay. I was worried you were, I was worried you were going to have Purdue and Auburn. And In then Auburn. I'm like, well, well now I know why you have Duke winning the damn thing.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I couldn't make the, the path any easier than the, than I did. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's it's still pretty chalky, though. Two ones and two threes yeah. for me. It's, and it's I have still...
0: a one, two twos, and a three. So, yeah, right. I mean, there's not a whole lot here. I have Duke and Michigan playing each other and Tennessee playing Houston.
1: Yeah, so it's, after all of that, it's still kind of chalky. And that's amazing that we both have Houston coming out of that region. I don't. I, I would have never predicted that. Uh, But anyway, here's our final fours. Uh, We both have Duke. You have them against Michigan. I have them against Gonzaga. And and uh, you have uh, Duke overcoming Michigan and going to the national title game.
0: I do not.
1: Ah. I have
0: Michigan over Duke going back to the title game again. I think that Duke gets it really easy and then, I don't know, but that Michigan State and Michigan, two games in a row for me, I think can wear on them. That is going to be two that, – those are the Big Ten teams you don't want in the tournament. The good ones. <laughs> this isn't – this isn't Maryland or, or Nebraska or Purdue or Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin. The,
0: the easily
1: controlled
0: Iowa, the very easily controlled, <laughs> slow the tempo down. You just, you know, you got to do is just wear those teams down and you will win out in the end. No, Duke's the way I have this setting up for Duke is they get it pretty easy and then they get Michigan State and Michigan back to back. And I wouldn't be stunned if they lost to Michigan State, but I had them in the Final Four, and I think going back-to-back against those two Big Ten teams that, that can that, they, that they can both shoot. Uh, Michigan's got a big. I don't believe that that's enough uh, that, that Duke's going to be able to do it. And again, do we know that Zion Williamson is going to hold up through this whole process? That That's the we, other thing I'm not so sure <laughs> about. I hope he does. I really hope he does because we've seen them without him.
1: Yeah,
0: North Dakota State might have a chance if Zion Williamson goes out tomorrow. <laughs> no, nah, probably not. They, they're still good enough to beat to beat them, but that's uh, a joke. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's that's asking too much of Duke uh, to play the two best teams in the Big Ten in back-to-back games and uh, teams that are not cream puffs.
1: No, they're they're not, and. It would technically be a tougher matchup if they played Gonzaga, as I have, because Gonzaga's the number one seed out of that region. I know,
0: but I I got Gonzaga getting bounced in the second round. (laughs) Sort of of a la you have Washington over North Carolina, and I have Syracuse over Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a fun bracket, boy. Um, So for my matchup of Duke-Gonzaga up in Minneapolis for the right to go to the national title game, I think that'd be a fascinating matchup. I guess, uh, as as I just talked about Reed Hachimura uh, and Zion Williamson, the two really big guys, uh, Gonzaga has other bigs as well. Killian Tilly uh, is one of them. Would they try to match muscle with Zion and Duke or would they try to outsmart him and show him some things he hasn't seen? Be curious to see which way Gonzaga would choose to to go there, how they would try to strategize and play him. I don't think it's going to matter at Duke's others, quote unquote, others. R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones. They're more than capable of outplaying Gonzaga's others. And so I got Duke uh, through to the title game there. Um, And then on the other side of it, we both got Houston uh, waiting in Minneapolis for somebody. You got them waiting for the, uh, the volunteers. And I got them waiting for the Boilermakers.
0: Yeah. And I have Tennessee moving on to the national title game. Uh, going over Houston in the final four, you are right. Tennessee and everything I've seen of Tennessee this year, yeah, they they, they do they do love to complain. I mean, <laughs> they're that they're like they're, they're that guy who argues every ball. They're Joey Votto,
1: <laughs> right?
0: But you know what? Joey Votto's really good. Yes, but after you watch them argue every pitch that's thrown, you want to punch them in the face. And that, that's kind of what watching Tennessee feels like. It's like if you guys would just shut up and play, you'd be even better. And and I, I do totally, but their players that are good are very good. So I do think this by, you know, I like them over Virginia. I think that's where Virginia runs out of gas. And I think Tennessee can get over on Houston because Houston is not particularly large. Uh, I was worried about Houston against North Carolina. It took a lot for me to take that upset because Houston does not have any size. And, again, you want to talk about Duke running a gauntlet of Michigan State and Michigan, I don't think Houston's running the gauntlet of North Carolina
1: and Tennessee. Yeah, that would be quite the challenge. Uh, we concur. We uh, we both have Houston not winning uh, in the Final Four I have Purdue going over and going into the title game. Here's where I think Houston's lack of top 25 games catches up with them. That's my uh, uh, situation with them. You talk about their lack of size, and I'm going to talk about their lack of of competing on the top levels here. Uh, As much as Purdue may have struggled down the stretch, they were still playing the Big Ten. They were still playing, you know, top-notch competition and Houston was playing the, uh, the AAC. Is that what this conference is down here in Memphis? The, the American Athletic Conference, some bullshit. Um, I, I think in crunch time of, of this game, Carson Edwards would take over for Purdue and get the big buckets, and, and Houston wouldn't know how to get those big buckets because they haven't had those type of games, and they haven't had that type of competition uh, to play against. So that's why I have Purdue to the title game against Duke. And that's,
0: I can obviously see why you have Duke winning it all.
1: Against Purdue, yes. That that yep. uh, in a twenty in a twenty point round.
0: Yeah, uh, boy. So I've got Michigan <laughs> and Tennessee in the final, and I crapped all mm-hmm. over the Big Ten for the whole show, and so of course I have Michigan to win the whole
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, of course you do.
0: <laughs> so I have Michigan over Tennessee. They do make you pick the score here for the tiebreaker on Yahoo. I have Michigan eighty-one, <clears throat> Tennessee seventy-seven. Michigan, Ooh, and Michigan State, clearly the only two teams in the Big Ten that have the ability to make a deep run. I have them both making that big run. You like Purdue. You have Purdue making the deep run all the way to the final. And yep. I struggled with not having Purdue bounced every time I saw them come up. <laughs> so, I, I, you and I read those two teams totally different.
1: Totally different, that's for sure. Um, my final for, for Duke over Purdue, I think, was 78 to 62, or something like that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Yeah. That um, would not be a I, good championship game. No, it wouldn't. I, w- I wanted to take that opportunity talking about Duke and, and Purdue to, since it wouldn't be a competitive game, I wanted to take that time to talk about Zion. That um, he's the the best in the nation, and it's not even close. And, and that's it. That's why I, I really do have Purdue. Uh, I have Duke going all the way because of Zion. Oh yeah, and coming back. If he hadn't have shown in the conference tournament that he was back from his injury, then I would have had second thoughts. But I think he displayed enough to show that he's he's healthy and, and all the way back. Um, and I just wanted to say that I'm not saying that he's a surefire. Hall of Fame, right? I'm not saying he's going to go to the NBA and dominate because a lot of people have been saying that that he's like the next LeBron or something like that, but I don't have him quite that highly ranked, Uh, but his combination of skills and production and motor uh, is something I haven't seen in a college player in a long, long time. Um, But I do want to caution against just saying that he's just going to go to the NBA after this and just dominate everybody. The comp that I see for him is not a guy that dominated in the NBA, but it's a guy who played a very high level in the NBA for a long time, for a number of years. And so if this is his career, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. It's just not what everyone is predicting him to be. But when I see Zion, Ransom, uh, uh, see Zion Williamson play, I see Zach Randolph. And I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. Zach Randolph averaged 20 and 10 for a a decade and a half in the NBA. That's pretty damn good. Uh, And I'm not just talking about he's a a big guy. I'm talking about he's a big guy with skills, with ball handling, that can step out and hit a a long jump shot or even a three-pointer. That's why I'd say that Zach Randolph is the comp. Um, And and it's no shame if that's what Zion Williamson turns out to be. he may be Zach. He may be Shane Battier. You remember uh, Shane Battier was the best player in college oh, yeah. when he was in uh, at Duke. And he didn't go on to have a huge NBA career. But just because you're the best in college by a mile doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be a, a success in the NBA. Um, but for this tournament, I think it, it, this is welcome to the Zion Invitational to me. This is all about Zion Williamson and the fact that he's back and he's healthy and that he's the best player in the nation by a mile and I don't I don't think it's close.
0: No, no, you you are absolutely right and we saw what Duke looked like without him. That that, that there was definitely lacking. Yeah, they were they were losing to some pretty bad teams when Zion Williamson was now not on the floor. No, he is the best team, best team, best player in college basketball. Don't tell me. You'd be lying if you told me you're not going to be sitting there when the NBA draft lottery happens. You'd be sitting there with your Bulls hat on, rubbing something for good luck, hoping they get
1: the number one pick. (laughs) Come on, lottery ball. Come on, Chicago Bulls. No, I'm going full
0: conspiracy theory. That ball's going to go to the Lakers.
1: Oh. oh. They're going to rig this
0: for LeBron, see, and they're going to drop Zion Williamson in his lap. That's conspiracy theory right there. He's not going to Charlotte, you know,
1: or New Orleans. That that if D V goes to the Lakers, man, that's just <laughs> going that, that to would some be the all time
0: rigging. Yeah, he's not going to some NBA gulag. Is is he coming to Memphis?
1: It, Memphis has been tanking for a long time trying to get someone <laughs> like him. So they're I don't know if they got enough. To, I don't know if they got enough balls. But they're trying.
0: Uh so we'll see. I think he's going to the Lakers. That's my NBA conspiracy theory. You heard it here first, folks on 29 p.m., March 20th,
1: 2019. (laughs) Um, Boy, I I don't even have a reaction if that would happen. Um, We'll have a little bit of an after after show. We'll see if it gets recorded and picked up, but we'll, we'll have to wait and find out. All right, into what we think is the VIP after show, but might not be. So we'll probably be, keep it rather brief. Uh, we just did ninety minutes live, and, and my throat's already sore. So yeah, you've know, been we'll... dealing
0: with an illness here, and I'm <clears> going and you know and I got to work a long day the next couple of days. So spring break next week uh, here, so I'm actually taking. Um, a nice long vacation uh, starting on Monday. I'm basically working one day after, after Sunday, I'm working one day out of the next 10. So it's going to be a really, a really nice long stretch for me. Um, not working And right in the middle of all of that is going to be our trip down to Chicago for the greatest day in sports, which is our ad hack baseball league baseball draft, which is going to be, which is always guaranteed to be, Nerve wracking, exciting, fun, hilarious. Uh don't forget, don't dress too warm, uh, because that room just cooks. <laughs> so I I know you like that Al Sharpton suit, but oh man.
1: I'll you, have you, to have a t shirt underneath that so I can take the top off.
0: Uh, yeah, you're gonna sweat off twenty pounds in that room. I have remembered <laughs> the last couple of years uh to wear a t shirt to the draft because there were a couple of years where I had worn a Uh, like a sweatshirt and especially I mean I I, last year I was wearing a t-shirt and I was sweating because it was like the the sun was out and you know you're getting the the heat on your back from like the windows um, even though it's coming through shades and stuff plus I'm doing the whole thing by myself Um, (laughs) so that's you know that's like you're you're walking doing the doing the high wire act there when you're trying to I don't know how any of these guys who own these teams in our league do it all by themselves all the time without any help.
1: They've been doing it for 30 years is the only thing I can say.
0: Yeah, this will be our 18th season, 17th season. Can you believe it? It's been a
1: lot.
0: I started 2002 was my first year. Wow. It was 2002. And that was the only year that I was in the league that I lived in Chicago. And because it was December of '02 that I moved away from Chicago. And then from that point forward, you uh, came on board because you were always sort of my local, you know, connection. Like you kept me grounded to do Chicago and they don't, see, they don't care about that anymore. <laughs> as long as you're there,
1: <laughs> they right. don't
0: care that you're in Memphis and I'm in Chicago because, because we show up. So,
1: yeah, we don't have the guts to ask them to, to video teleconference us for the draft. We don't we don't want to no, try to do that.
0: I I don't think I'd enjoy it.
1: And I don't think they would allow us. I don't think commission would let that happen.
0: No. <laughs> no, there, there's just there's and there's also something about just just being there. And,
1: and Oh yeah, and it's, it's a, obviously so, much better being there.
0: So, yeah. So that'll be uh that'll be a uh, week from week from Saturday. It's real it's coming up already, you know. We already At our first major league game this morning, uh, Mariners held off the A's at 4.35 a.m. That game was finishing up when I woke up this morning and uh, saw a lot of home runs were hit. That, That always happens in those Japan games, though, because it seems like the ball just flies out of that
1: stadium when they play over in Japan. It happens in all major league games now. Just everyone's swinging for the fences. That's the strategy. The,
0: the, the big, the big uppercuts. Yeah, if you go, if you go one for four or one for five, and that one was a home run, you, you did your job, right? Success. The other four were strikeouts, but who cares?
1: That's all right. Doesn't doesn't matter anymore. You know the way you the way they spin it. If you struck out, that's a, a ball that you did not put in play for a double play. So that it's it's good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's uh, that's that's what the sabermetrics say now. Um, that, yeah, we're not going to get into our baseball preview show because I think that's where we need to talk about all these rule changes for baseball. That's just all of a sudden springing up. Like the the one thing I do want to say though is I don't think that's good business for for Rob Manfred to spring all these rule changes in spring training right before the season is going to begin. This is something that should have been announced and talked about with the teams, like before they even got to spring training. Yeah. Can you imagine a bunch of brand new football rules, like right in the middle of August as they're playing uh, preseason <laughs> football? You, play,
0: you get through, you get done with like the first two preseason games and then they change the
1: rules. And by the way, uh, you're not going to have the roster that you thought you were going to have. So, uh, you know, be careful there. Um yeah, it just struck, it struck me as odd that they would yeah. announce all those rule changes at this, with this kind of timing. And there's a lot of them,
0: and some of them feel needless. Like, there's some I'm like, okay, I'm I'm okay with certain things. And then there's, like, some of the stuff that they're trying out in this one, like, Atlantic conference. And I was reading some of that stuff, and I was like, you know what? No, I as much as I hate the shift, I, I don't think you should be able to ban the shift. I don't
1: either. There's
0: only, there's only two spots – on the baseball diamond, you have to be. That's on the pitcher's mound and behind home plate. You have to have a pitcher, and you have to... Well, I guess you don't need a catcher if you want everything to be a wild pitch, but um, <laughs> you have to have a pitcher and a catcher. The other seven guys, I don't care. Put them all wherever you want. I mean, if you've got a spray chart for a guy, and it says every ball is going to land 40 feet behind uh, second base bag, you could put all seven guys right there <laughs> for all I care. It, it doesn't matter. I mean you know these guys who you know it's, it's launch angle and, and 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 everything's all about that now and and all a lot of it is taking the baseball out of playing baseball for these guys where whatever happened to the whole hit them where they ain't it, it does it's like that's the whole point and you see all these guys and all they're doing is swinging for the fences but if you don't hit the ball out of the park you're hitting that looping line drive uh right you know, right into short right field and you're getting thrown out of first base. It, yeah, if you don't want the shift, go the other way. There's a double waiting for every single guy who goes up there when there's a big shift, right? Absolutely. They're not just giving you, you just... a single. They're giving you a double. You could bunt the ball down the line and probably get on second base.
1: I was just about to say, even if you just bunt the ball over there, you definitely got a base yeah. hit.
0: And maybe there's a pride angle to that, but, you know, a few of these guys, if they go up there and just show that they can do it, just show you can beat a shift, they'll stop shifting.
1: They'll have to. because The spray chart will change. Yeah.
0: So I'm not, I, I'm totally opposed to that. Then you have some of them where they're talking about the robot ump. And I'm like, well, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> as long as we know it works. If you can play test this thing and it can work, absolutely. I, I am all about a consistent trike zone. I am all about taking an aspect of the game well but what about all these catchers their job is framing like well, their job is cheating
1: <laughs> their job
0: is trying to trick the official how is framing a pitch any different than flopping
1: i guess that is yeah their job is trying to fool the umpire into thinking a, a ball is a strike and yeah.
0: we see this in soccer right every time guy go guy a guy brushes by you and all of a sudden you grab your face like you just got oh! shot in the face
1: yeah, I agree. No, that good. should not be a, a job descriptor. That and there's there's metrics for that too. Oh, Wilson Contreras is improving at, at pitch framing, and I, I'm like, this is a part of the job now as a, as a catcher. I, I guess it was always part of the job, but now they got metrics behind the whatnot. I don't like that at all because I think that's more. The, uh, this that that's not even so much the catcher because they all do it. That's not even so yep. much how good the catcher is at it as do you get a succession of really stupid umpires who keep getting fooled by it because that's what brings your percentage up uh, uh, of pitch framing. If you get Angel Hernandez every night, then yeah, you're going to uh, be great at pitch framing because he doesn't know what the fuck he's looking at anyway. The worst. Like, can you imagine? You get Angel Hernandez one night, CB Buckner the next night. Uh, yeah, your pitch <laughs> framing numbers are going to be astronomical. You,
0: so, so yeah, so so. Again, we're progressive in some areas. We talk about this all the time with the baseball rules. Like some of the things, I'm a, i'm 100% fine with. I, I, that's fine if they want to shorten the time between innings, shorten those commercial breaks. We don't need any more, like at nine inning games between the Yankees and the Red Sox on ESPN, where the games last five and a half hours. They don't even go to extras.
1: Somehow, I think they're going to have that anyway, no matter what they do. <laughs>
0: yeah, the one that really, I, the one and, and, and the one I understand, but I don't like, is that you have to pitch to three batters.
1: I don't um, quite understand it either. I was trying to. I, I meant to go. Research. Is there something in there about starting the inning or not starting the inning? Like I, I thought that I saw that if they if don't the, inning start ends, the
0: inning it doesn't matter. So it's like if, right. if you come out and. Yeah. There's two outs, and you come out, and you strike the guy out. Done. But
1: then now you, you come
0: out, one batter. and you walk that guy. Oh, Now you got to face another guy. And now that guy gets a hit. And you can just see your reliever doesn't have it. Now, by rule, you have to leave him in to face another batter. So It'll what you're
1: saying fake, is... There's
0: going to be a lot of faked injuries, I think, I, you, after
1: that. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say, so what you're saying is the pitcher's going to have to act like he's hurt himself in order to come out of the game now.
0: Yeah, he's just going to have to start, you know, like, oh, flexing that arm around, you know, rolling his shoulder. Tangling his arm at the
1: shoulder, yeah. yeah
0: oh, man, oh, yeah, he comes out and I don't and know what's going eight, on here. He comes out and throws eight straight out of the zone. Oh, oh, oh I think I got to Ooh, I got a twinge. I got a little twinge <laughs> in my a, finger, and then and then the trainer's gonna yeah, just dumb rule.
1: Pulling a Rodney Dangerfield. Ooh, my arm. So,
0: yeah, I, yeah, so, I don't like that. Yeah, so there's there's changing things for betterment, and then there's just changing things for the sake of changing things because somebody doesn't like. A, a th- yeah, I don't care. Yeah, then then they also want to eliminate the forty man roster expansion in September. Eh, and also eliminate that. the the the, the, the waiver wire trade deadline, Yeah, the waiver, waiver trade deadline too. So but they're not gonna get rid of the waivers, so you can still claim a guy on outright waivers. Right. But it's, you won't be you won't just see these teams flooding the waiver wire in August if they're not gonna get anything unless they're just truly trying to dump salary. Right.
1: Yeah, that that's also my problem with that.
0: Yeah, but that also might just make the trade deadline a lot more exciting.
1: Well, it's going to be a lot busier, that's for sure. It's going to be a lot more teams trying to, hey, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's going to, be, going to be a lot more trades made because you know you can't make any of those trades after July 31st. So It's going to be even hec- even more hectic than, than ever. That's almost, you could be cynical and say they did that just to make the coverage on MLB Network of the trade deadline day, uh, make the rating go up for that. It's going to yeah. be even crazier than normal.
0: And they already have the best trade deadline.
1: Now it looks like it's going to be even even nuttier.
0: Yeah. And so, well, that's baseball. So we have a baseball preview next week. Uh, any thoughts? I mean, I know we're in the after show, and this might not even be recorded. But <laughs> since we don't have a show, since our next show is the baseball preview show, um, we're not going to have really a really chance to talk about any of the craziness going on in the NFL free agency.
1: I don't even know what to say about that. That's it. This seems it, it just seems to be one of those years that it's even crazier than than other years. It seems like a lot of guys getting released, a lot of long time guys on teams that just outright get cut. Like Clay, I didn't think the, the Packers needed to get rid of Clay Matthews necessarily. No, he but was they done. Did. He was done.
0: <laughs> you can see done. he was done. He was a well. You can't solve those. The reason we're getting all Quinn those penalties. Done? No, the reason he was getting all those late hit penalties was because he was late a lot.
1: Yeah, but three of those looked like he wasn't late. They were just bad flags.
0: No, but uh, I mean, I don't know. two, three years ago, the quarterback would have still had the ball.
1: Oh, well,
0: yeah, it
1: wouldn't have even been a judgment call. OK,
0: yeah. And then the Packers actually go and spend on defensive free agents who, who are good. Like, people you've heard of. And I was like, what? what?"
1: That shows how bad their defense was. They felt like they had to do that. Their defense was trash.
0: They don't need a great great offense as long as Rodgers is healthy. Because they can just kind of get away with Aaron Rodgers and guys. I think they've proven that. You know, that's why it's like Randall Cobb uh, got cut. And he ended up going to the Cowboys. Randall Cobb is going to be a ghost for the rest of his career now.
1: He's taking the the Cole Beasley slot, I guess.
0: <laughs> you are gone from Aaron Rodgers to, to Dak. Yeah.
1: Good luck with that.
0: Like Jordy Nelson went and what did he do?
1: Um, I think he got cut too. <laughs> he
0: got cut. But no, what did he do for Oakland? Yet nothing. He, he now watch the Packers, watch the Packers now now if the Packers were smart, they'd re sign him and he'll have fourteen touchdowns next year. <laughs>
1: They very well may do that. I, I would not be surprised.
0: There, yeah, there a a lot Rodgers moves. is one of those. Yeah, the Antonio Brown drama. Uh, oh, Le'Veon Bell left, boy, the Steelers. I don't know how high I'm going to be on the Steelers.
1: I don't think I'm going to be very yeah. high at all.
0: This could be the the watershed year here, finally for Mike Tomlin. Right? We we've been trying. Yeah. You've been trying. i you've been trying for longer than I have to get him fired. But this is this is probably it for him.
1: Um, yeah, I think this I think this will do it.
0: Yeah, and then you have Cleveland, who I was going to joke about. Everyone thought was going to be hot shit next year, and then Cleveland makes all the moves. until they look like they're going to be hot shit
1: next year. <laughs> In the middle of all those other moves. Oh wait, let's <sighs> trade for Odell Beckham Jr., who's. Still one of the best receivers in the game, maybe. But there's, there's things that he's done on the football field and, I've never and, seen any other wide receiver do.
0: And in one of the sneakiest moves you'll see that has been massively underreported, we're going to get to either week nine or week 10 of the NFL season, and Cleveland's going to get this oh Kareem Hunt guy
1: <laughs>
0: to drop into that offense um, halfway through next season. So be interesting to see how that move ends up happening. Cause he got his punishment. He got his eight game punishment, but the Browns decided to sign him before the suspension. They bought. Uh, I low. guess
1: that was, I guess that was forward thinking.
0: That was shrewd. They already have, uh, they already have running backs, So it's like, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and it, you know, that was the whole thing. I know I uh, posted that on Twitter when Renard, uh, when football fan rush, uh, Renard was asking what I thought of the moves. And I was like, yes, Cleveland is going out of their way to put, the world-class athletes athletes around a mediocre quarterback.
1: <laughs> yep, I saw that. Yeah, Baker yeah. Uh, is getting a lot of love uh, that he's going to be the man and he's going to be great and whatnot. I, I still don't quite see it. He's got the swag. I understand that. But ah, just, I, as far as a,
0: yeah.
1: I think Cleveland's believe... overreacting a little bit to having a competent player quarterback because <laughs> they haven't had that in so long. Right. Like, I understand, okay, I he's not Tyrod Taylor. He's he's not Johnny yeah. Football. I understand that, but I still don't think he's all that.
0: I believe the words I used Words I called him a replacement level quarterback, which is not a massive insult, but I'm basically he's league average. He's a guy. He's aight, you know. But he's not. He's not Andrew Luck. No. Or, or you know, or but it you know in in that division it, right now, Cincinnati's probably a last place team and Pittsburgh looks like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati might be fighting for that place the way next year is looking right now. Um, and, you know, I don't trust Lamar Jackson because the more t- I think he puts on tape and the less he can progress as a quarterback, if he doesn't start making results, so all of a sudden now Cleveland looks good. It just killing me.
1: I know what's up is down. It's, yeah. it's an upside down world.
0: You know, and yeah, your your Bears didn't really uh, do what they did trade uh, not the trade, but they sort of ha ha. <laughs> they did trade <laughs> Ha-ha. Uh, They traded uh, Adrian Amos for ha ha Clinton Dix.
1: Basically, um, and I'm happy with that because they uh, righted the draft wrong uh, when they should have drafted ha ha Clinton Dix originally. So at least they they recognized that and, and took care of that that mistake. Yeah, letting Adrian Amos go, you know, but getting Haakon Dix back—that's sort of a wash. Yeah, their, their their defense is not going to take too much of a hit from losing Vic Fangio because they're still replenishing players uh, in that defense, and, and Chuck Pagano is going to take over. And, and I, I still feel good about Chicago uh, next year. Yeah, so I, I, I'm happy with uh, what with, with the direction Although, they're going what, still.
0: What was the name of that kicker they signed?
1: Um. I don't want to talk about that.
0: <clears throat> <What? laughs> like the meme waiting to happen?
1: Exactly. I don't want to talk about the fact that they signed a name, it. Do not want to talk about that.
0: Actually, I think Cody Parkey just went and legally got his name changed.
1: <laughs> I was just about to say that whatever the guy's name is, his name should just, in the back of the jersey, should say, yeah. not Parkey.
0: Not Parky. And you know what? And all of the Cody Parky memes, and I don't know how to make them, right? But I thought of the best one and I had never seen it. Was, you know, with him making the kick. And it was going to say, the postman always doinks twice. Now tell me that's not a good
1: one. But he... Here's the problem, though. He kept the, doinking. It was more than twice. He I did know. like four or five well, no, no, was, times hit, during the season.
0: He did it twice on one kick.
1: The, oh, the double doink. The,
0: that's right. <laughs> so you have okay. to show it hitting twice. It's, and then by calling him the postman. Ah, get it? Uh-huh. The postman, see? I
1: have to make that yeah. meme. I, I a little late now. But,
0: yeah, see?
1: There, there's people making a lot of money off of those type of memes. So you better figure out how to do that. I, I don't know how to do it either, but. All right. So I think that's about it for, for this after show. Um, Oh, are you, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm oh, here. I'm okay. listening to you. I thought I'd lost you. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I was just playing with you. <laughs> you
1: no, know, we, uh, I don't know exactly when we're going to do this baseball preview show next week, but, uh, but it's well, got to be before we get to Chicago. On Thursday.
0: So, is Thursday be, is uh, the opening day. So, I'm guessing we could do. I'm trying to think of my schedule next week. Well, <laughs> I have no work schedule next week. So, that's uh, any night works for me. I can do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I guess that leaves it on me to try to figure out which uh which day I, I want to do. It. You pick a date.
0: You pick a date let me know the time and uh i'll be there because any any of those nights sunday monday tuesday or wednesday or after my kids go to bed anyways so i will be home for sure and then i can uh work on my my baseball preview list of uh you know the the order of teams and 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 what the things we are that we can discuss and hopefully we won't have the exact
1: same teams again (laughs) But it's baseball, so it's likely we're going to have a lot of the similar teams because the same problem exists. Yeah. There's only so many teams trying to actually win.
0: Yeah. No, and I get that. I get that. But, you know, and then I try to do something like have the Royals make the playoffs last year.
1: Ugh. Well,
0: but then it, I also have the A's, right? So. Right. You know, and that was one of our, you know, one of our heavier discussions last year was, you know, you not believing in my Oakland A's and the Oakland A's did exactly were they were exactly who I thought they'd be.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were a young team that hits a lot of home runs.
1: That they do. If you, if you got to be bold and try to pick somebody to make the playoffs, that isn't. Yeah. On the radar, then you're going to risk, you know, what the Royals did. It's, it's, it's risky to try to take one of those teams <sighs> clearly not trying to compete. Yeah, it'd be like and then I, you you taking the Reds this year or something.
0: Don't do it. Don't fall into the trap.
1: I'm just saying, it's just, you know,
0: it's a so trap. The get... Reds. It's a trap. The Reds <laughs> are. I, I believe the Reds have a strategy. It's a trap. Yeah, I, don't, I believe the Reds have a strategy, and it is not to compete. I think what the Reds did was acquire a lot of trade chips. And if you have a team and you want to rebuild your farm system, take on these sort of marginal stars and then dump them all at the deadline because there's no way the Reds are going to go over the Cubs and the Brewers and the Cardinals. I don't care; it's not happening. But the Reds are going to probably come out of this season with one of the best farm systems in baseball. That's my prediction.
1: Okay, I get, I, I, I can see that.
0: And I'm not hearing that angle. Everybody else is like, "Oh, the Reds are all in." Yeah, I'm like, no,
1: no, <laughs>
0: no. If the Reds were all in, they'd be going after. They, they would have been in Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. They would have tried to throw all that. No, the Reds are not all in. What about the White are, Sox? The, Reds have the White
1: Sox tried to say that they were all in Bryce Harper, and even though they probably offered him about a quarter, uh, quarter more, twenty five percent more than anyone else was offering,
0: <laughs> he is all in for the White Sox is just
1: <laughs>
0: not very good. Yeah, but that, that, but that I wouldn't have liked one of those signings because they're not ready. They're not at that point yet where they want to. We're, we're we're adding one of those players to a team that, that just wasn't ready. You know, the White Sox are maybe two years away from looking at a player of that level. And there's always going to be a top guy that's out there. But yeah, I didn't see the White Sox bringing in Manny Machado and all of a sudden, what, what are they going to do now?
1: Do mean? I, I guess I would hesitate to definitely proclaim they weren't ready because just thinking about uh I, I didn't have the guts to pull the to take Atlanta last year to win the East. I didn't think they were ready and oh my god oh, sure. they wound up being more ready than anyone yeah, could have but Atlanta Atlanta's and, and, got all that.
0: But, but Atlanta is very similar in the style of what Houston and the Cubs done, where you've got all these guys that came up and they just they're all good. <laughs>
1: Right, and, and the that, White Sox have happen. some guys that might be good if if they want to pull them up. Right, you know specifically our guy Illoy. Uh, yeah, but so th- there's no right. telling they, you know th- if they pull him up and he's really good. If Juan Moncada gets another year and then becomes really good, I know there's a lot of ifs uh, involved. There's a but... lot
0: more ifs on that White Sox team. That's why I still think they're like two years away. It's like I from making a big move like that. I know you're eager. I know you want to see it because you're a big White Sox fan, but. I, I, I think they're playing the blueprint, and I don't think throwing 300 mil at a guy would have done much for their season. That's just me. That's why we get to disagree when we do the show, whenever you pick.
1: <laughs> um, I was for some reason thinking I want to do Wednesday night after I bowl just because I know I'm working Monday and Tuesday, so I want to have all day Wednesday that it's actually – do my my research and and make my picks.
0: So that'll be a Wednesday 10 o'clock show?
1: Yeah. And then Thursday, I I don't have to work, because I'll be starting my week of vacation, getting ready Ah. for the greatest greatest day in sports. There you
0: go. And Thursday is the only day I work next week, but nah, it's one day. So I'll be good. Wednesday it is. Wednesday at 10, our baseball preview would be fresh, because the season will start like Twelve hours later,
1: <laughs> Wednesday, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern is our next show. It's our baseball preview show. We still have the uh, WrestleMania preview show. Will be coming up after we come back because they have—they're not even going to have WrestleMania until like the I think the sixth of April. Oh wow! Um, and, and then uh, won't be that many weeks until the NFL draft. You can tell the NFL draft is coming because ESPN is like. Breaking into all their sports centers with draft coverage, and it's like really, uh, you know, the baseball season starting, March Madness is starting, and they're carving out time on sports center to talk about uh, uh, what's the kid in Oklahoma's name, um, the the quarterback that oh, Kyler Murray uh, that yeah. has, might has skyrocketed to number one. This is we talk about this all the time. Had you heard of Gold. Kyler Murray no. in January? No, because I had.
0: And, and here's the thing. So the Cardinals draft, this has got to be, hopefully the Cardinals are doing exactly what you and I said they were going to do. And they trade for a boatload of picks to get yeah. out of that number one spot. They drafted their guy last year. And I don't care about Cliff Kingsbury and how much he thinks of Kyler Murray. You're never going to recoup the value of what you paid for Josh Rosen. You're never going to get, you're not going to get anything back close to what the 10th pick in the draft that you already gave and invested in a year in this guy. Plus it just makes y'all just look like a bunch of idiots.
1: It would be and, a murga, It would be a murga like a uh, show of, of chutzpah and yeah. overconfidence. If this kid comes in Kingsbury and decides, you know what? This isn't my guy. I know he only played one year, but I, I don't want him. I, I want somebody else. Let's, let's get rid of him. That will be some chutzpah right there. Yeah.
0: For a, for a guy again, who, I don't even know if three weeks left to go in the college football season, anybody was thinking that Kyler Murray is a number one.
1: Never heard of him. Right. Nobody heard of him
0: until the very end of the season, the bowl game, and then he wins the Heisman. And then it was like, oh, okay, that's a nice story. And now all of a sudden he's got to be, he's just got to be the the best quarterback in the draft. And then everybody's talking about how they expect that uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to drop to six. Uh, to the Giants, and they're probably going to get the steal of the draft.
1: Uh, the draft machinations—we uh, we look forward. So, so yeah, we, we've
0: already broken down a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of baseball. A little bit, yeah, okay, that's a good after show. If it got recorded,
1: <laughs> it didn't, didn't pick up. Is the question? I don't know. That's what we, we, well, let's we not, not get sniped
0: and let them decide. So you know, this way, you can click the end show button, and at least we're in control.
1: Alright, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non the off season version of a much less detailed podcast. This has been our March Badness bracket preview show and you're gonna go as soon as this is over to the email and click on that link and see if you can join the group and hopefully we won't have any issues.
0: I'll give it a go. I've signed in right now. Did you send that to my Yahoo or my Gmail?
1: Gmail. Ah.
0: Okay. I will head over there right now.
1: All right, everybody. Good luck with your brackets tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll uh, one of us will have the best bracket and win that million dollars on Yahoo. We can only hope. And we will talk to you next Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern, for our baseball preview. Let's turn that up a little out there for our baseball preview show next Wednesday night, and we will talk to you there. <laughs>